0: Thank you for joining us here at Fellowship Church for today's message. Our desire is to encourage others to love God, love people, and impact the world. And we would love to hear how God is using this ministry in your life. So take a moment and visit us online at fellowshipws.org. Find the Share Your Story button and tell us what God is doing in your life. While you're there, you'll also find useful information about our church and other resources that will bring you closer to Christ. Thanks again for joining us, and we hope you enjoy today's message.
1: Turn with me to John, the fourth chapter. We are in the series, Why Not You? Tell somebody, why not you? And why not now? This series is designed to take away your excuses and your impediments from being the full measure of what God created you to be. How many you know that God that we are here for a purpose? Confess to somebody, I'm here for a purpose. And your life is not going to be fulfilled to the degree unless you fulfill your purpose. I believe that God has invested in us from my mother's womb. Everything we needed, to perform and execute what he's called us to do. i want to start at John the fourth chapter. The first verse. It says this. When therefore the Lord knew. How the Pharisees had heard that Jesus made and baptized more disciples than John. Though Jesus himself. Baptized not but his disciples. He left Judea. And departed again to Galilee. And the word is said that he must needs go to Samaria. Somebody say he must needs. That's some Elizabethan talk. I know we don't talk like that. But if you would just, just honor the, the scripture and say he must needs, You can put an English accent to it if you want. He must needs. He must needs go to Samaria. Tell somebody he must need. This is very interesting. Up until this point, Jesus kind of just showed up at a spot, usually at the request of somebody. Oh, he just happed upon somebody. You know, what we talked about last week how he just happed upon uh, Peter in his boat. You know, Jesus kind of just stumbled upon it, and then he, you know, he impromptuly just kind of just did something. But this is one of the first times in scripture where Jesus saw a need to go somewhere. And consequently, it's really the turning point where it's almost at the end of his earthly ministry. And so it's it's about the fact that at this is almost like the turning point where Jesus just went to wherever God sent him, to where Jesus started being strategic and setting up the final steps that would lead him to be in the ultimate sacrifice. Tell somebody, must needs. Turn with me to John, the 12th chapter. Now I'll let you sit down. I just want to echo this sentiment here. He said, and there was uh, John 12, the 20th chapter, uh, the 12th verse, 20, 12th chapter, 20th verse, excuse me. And there were certain Greeks among them that came up to worship at the feast. This was after he had raised Lazarus from the dead. The same came before Philip which was at Bethsaida of Galilee and desired him, saying, Sir, we would like to see Jesus. Philip cometh and telleth Andrew, and Andrew again, and Philip tell Jesus. And Jesus answered them. Now mind you, this Jesus, can y'all imagine how nervous they are to come to to Jesus saying, hey, these Greeks, who are no partakers in no blessing or anything, they want to speak to you. Look at Jesus' response. And Jesus answered them saying the hour is come that the Son of Man should be glorified somebody say must needs needs. my topic today is why destiny cannot wait tell somebody why destiny destiny? cannot cannot wait we are transitioning from the why not you portion of the series to why not now we talked about in the previous weeks God God has given us his favor and God has created us he's put the necessary things in us to accomplish what he called us to do and now we are transitioning to the place and to the point where everything that he has put inside you it's time to put it all in the mixing pot and it to be delivered and given to the world tell somebody why destiny cannot wait You may be seated. This is an interesting point in scripture because Jesus is coming to the realization of, you know what? All this earthly ministry I've been doing, healing the blind eyes and and, and raising the dead and and doing all these things and and healing people's uh, daughters and healing uh, uh, children and people of demoniac spirits and all those things. All that stuff is good, but all those things were bonuses. All those things were ancillary to the real purpose that Jesus came. Jesus was born to die. I'm sorry to tell you, I know they put, they put little swaddling Jesus looking like the Gerber baby and all that stuff and all the animals surrounding him. And, you know, and, and the pictures and the movies they do of him, Jesus looking like a German man with a bunch of long hair and all these fine, beautiful features. But out of all that, Jesus was born for the purpose of being a sacrifice. All the other stuff All the other stuff that that God allowed him to do on this earth and be recorded, that was just bonus for us to be, be an example to us to follow his example. But his true purpose was to come and die. And Jesus right here is coming to a point where he is looking at what he has to do. And he's transitioning to a place He is transitioning people of God to a place where he has a sense of urgency. Somebody say urgency. And thus, this is the place where we're going to park a little bit. And we're going to talk about the fact that the spirit of the Lord wants us to have urgency. I'm just letting that resonate a little bit so many times we as people of God we have the spirit we have all these things we have running in our feet we have excitement but it's something about when time goes along we lose our urgency somebody say urgency Oh, you know the difference between, between, and I know we got some nurses in this room. There's a difference. You can tell the difference of a medical staff based on, based on what kind of medical atmosphere that you're in. If you go into a regular doctor's office, oh, the nurses like, how you doing? How your kids been? They can open your mouth and say, ah, and they do doing a little small talk. Well, oh, you can take your shoes on. Or you can keep leave your shoes on and you can take them off while we get your weight and all those things. It's a difference between medical staff in a doctor's office and one in the emergency room. There's a certain look on their face. They walk with a certain sense of purpose when they're in emergency care and when when they're in urgent care. Why? Because there is more at stake. You're not here for a general checkup. Life and death is in the balance. Somebody say urgency. urgency. Do you not know that this world is dying by the hundreds and the thousands and going into the chasms of hell every day? All because the church will not stand up with a spirit of urgency. You won't walk in your calling fully. You won't fully embrace it. You want to have one step, one foot in and one foot out. I want the comfort of that. But I I want all the perks of following God. But I don't want that weight. I don't want the accountability. I don't want to be under the microscope. I don't want to be ostracized. But God said, if you're going to do exploits for me, if you're going to do what only I called you to do, you're going to have to step out with a spirit of urgency. Now, if I left it right there, I would be irresponsible as a preacher because I know somebody's mind out there is saying pastor but what's the difference between urgency but the the word of God tells me to be anxious for nothing anxiousness is unwarranted pressure born out of fear It's because you worry, oh Lord, what am I going to do? Things are out of control. I don't want to know. See, anxiousness, see, when people move out of anxiousness, nine times out of ten, they're going to make it worse because they're operating out of a spirit of fear. When God did not give us a spirit of fear, he gave us a power, love, and a sound mind. Tell somebody, no anxiousness. Tell somebody, but you need to have urgency now let's contrast that with urgency the definition of urgency urgency is an, an unrelenting conviction to move born out of purpose and the force of faith I know that seems like a long, a long day but it is born out of a conviction see that's different it's not, it's not a pressure see pressure is something external that is applied upon you trying to force you to do something but when you have urgency it is driven from the inside It is a unrelenting. It says, you know what? I'm not going to be satisfied until I see this done to completion. I'm not going to be satisfied until I see my family reconciled. I'm not going to be satisfied unless I see my whole family say, somebody say unrelenting. It comes from the inside. And that, and it comes from the inside. It's a conviction to move out, to step out, to proclaim, to act on faith. Born out of sense of purpose and the force of faith. Tell somebody, faith is a force. If you don't believe me, stop believing something for God. Stop believing something. Stop confessing it every day. Set your eyes on something and speak to it every day. Eventually, for, the, uh, faith is gonna force you. You know how the old Heinz catch up bottle used to be you? if you hit it on the 57, you hit it on the 57, that catch up will come out. Faith will push you in the back. And next thing you look, you standing somewhere where you ain't got no business being. Well, you you step it out and saying, God, this got to be you. If you don't show up, I'm gonna look like a fool. God said, now I got you where I want you. Somebody say the force of faith. Faith will push you in places. It will put you in front of great men. It will put you in places you have no place being. Can anybody testify to the fact that faith has forced you in some places? They wanted to keep you out. The people tried to to blackball you, to keep you from getting a promotion. Trying to keep you from getting a corner office. Trying to keep you from getting what's due to you. But the force of faith. Say, get out of my child's way. Just like he told Joshua in the first chapter. No man's going be to be, be, be able to stand before you. Every place your feet is going to touch. I've already given to you. And as I was with Moses, I'm going to be with you. The force of faith. That's the reason we can have urgency, people of God. When we know our purpose, that's the reason we took so much time the last couple of weeks to make sure you understand who you are, what your purpose is. And I love the fact that the women of God yesterday, how many women of God were here yesterday? Heard y'all had a wonderful time talking about that purpose and talking about how you're special and how you're unique and how the, the gift things that God put in you. And God said, when you know your purpose, then you can apply your faith. I want you to write this down. Rose green Lord y'all pray this thing don't die on me Knowledge of purpose Breeds confidence And confidence is the bedrock of faith Tell somebody knowledge of purpose Breeds confidence And confidence Is the bedrock of faith if somebody was to bring a chair up in, you don't have to. As long as I got confidence in it, I can exercise my faith on it. See, faith without works is dead. Okay, how much faith you, you proclaim and all, how, many, how many times you read through Hebrews backwards and forward and you know it in the Greek and all that stuff. If you don't exercise it, it's of none effect to you. Someone, want somebody to write this down. If you have confidence in it. Then I can exercise my faith with it. Say that again. If I have confidence in it. Then I can exercise my faith with it. What are you saying, Pastor Tony? If you don't have confidence in what God has placed in you, how are you ever going to exercise your faith with the tool that God gave you? See, we have a problem, people of God, that we have more confidence in God than we do in ourselves. We feel that, yeah, that's for Sister Such and Such, and that's for Prophet So and So, and that's for Apostle Such and So. No, but God said, These signs shall follow them that believe. And so many times we walk around with false humility. That we're trying to be so low and so humble Because we have seen so many bad examples of Christians, people in authority and people of influence, abusing people, abusing, taking advantage of people, pastors, fleecing sheep and all that stuff. That when we see the real thing, when the real thing is an operation in our lives, we shun the fact of the confidence that God has in us. And let me, can I tell you something, people of God, when you have full confidence in what God has placed in you with the spirit of humility, you didn't qualify for the grace it takes to perform it. But God said, I can't send grace to something that you want not acknowledge. You're so busy trying to be, oh, no, I'm just a lowly servant. No, I am the righteousness of God. I'm seated with Jesus, my elder brother Jesus, in heavenly places. I belong here. It is a blessing. I ain't talking about being arrogant. I'm talking about being confident. I don't bow my head and I don't scratch it for nobody I belong to Jesus I am property of the kingdom of God and when I walk in the room our answer walks in the room (laughs) tell somebody it's not arrogance it's confidence and when you have confidence in a thing you can exercise your faith with the thing that you have confidence in If the gifting that God gave you is is the ability to influence people, you need to have confidence in it. Say, God, I know you gave me this gift. I don't care if it's influence. I don't care if it's a spirit of comfort and reconciliation. I don't care if it, you know, some people are just peacemakers. Sometimes when people come in the room, peace just comes in with them. Anybody know people like that? You know, the same way some people walk in the room and confusion walks in. Some people just got the gift that peace just, just follows them. You need to have confidence in it. Say, God, I embrace this. This is who you made me. I'm going to be confident in that thing. Now, the very thing that you put in me is the very thing you want me to exercise my faith with. He told Moses when they were at the edge of the Red Sea, Moses, what is it that you have in your possession? You need to look no further than what's in your hand. God, I thank you. You need to look no further than what you are already in possession of. You can't exercise my gift for your faith. you got to exercise your own gift. you got to exercise your own calling. Stop trying to be like somebody else. God not trying to bless who you pretend to be. He's trying to bless who you are. Somebody say confidence. So if you have confidence in it, you can exercise your faith with it. but we must seize the moment somebody say seize the moment moment. I'm reminded when Jesus was on his way to the centurion's house he was an officer of Rome he said my daughter is sick he said I'm going to come and I'm going to heal her But on his way there, tell somebody, on his way. On Jesus' way way there, there was a woman, a certain woman, that had an issue of blood. And they told the account of the woman that she had had this issue for 12 long years and she had spent all her money with all the physicians. And it was that she didn't get better, but she only grew worse. Now she was broke and she was still sick. Has anybody ever exhausted everything you can in this world system, and you only grew worse? But you know what she did, y'all? She heard that Jesus was around. She heard that Jesus was passing by. And even though she was not supposed to be in public, in that condition, she could have been stoned. She could have been killed. She could have been ostracized forever. She said, it's worth the risk. And the word of God said that she, she was groveling on the ground. And the word of God said she said within herself, if I could be touched, the hem of his garment. I don't, I don't, I don't have to be like the man trying to say, he talked to Jesus. He was a man of importance and an influence. And he said, look, would you come to my, my daughter is about dead. I ain't got to reach people like other people reach Jesus. I got to reach him in the way that I can reach him. And if I could be touched... I don't need to touch his hand, I don't need him to lay his hands on me, I don't need him to say a dust saith the Lord, I don't need him to give me no water from the river Jordan, if I could just touch, not his hand, not his head, not a lock of his hair, if I can touch what's touching him. She knew the prince when understood the revelation. That whatever's touching the master has the same anointing and authority of what it touches. Jesus was a living, breathing example of the word of God. And everything he touched had his dunamis power attached to it. She knew if I could just touch his hand, I ain't got to touch his heart. I ain't got to touch his ears. I don't have to touch his face. I don't have to have him. I ain't got to be like the blind man that he had to spit in his eye. If I could just touch what's touching him. She exercised. She had confidence in her ability just to get on the ground. Everybody's touching up high, but I'm gonna get, I'm gonna get, I'm gonna get low. I'm gonna get low. Somebody say, get low. Woo! If you just get low. If you get low, you know what that means? That she didn't care how she got blessed. As long as she got what she needed. Some of us got a laundry list of how it's got to come. It's got to be this color. It's got to come in this day. It's got to come in this kind of vehicle. It's got to look like this. got to sound like this. But God said, are you willing to take it? Are you willing to grab and go get it? In, un- in circumstances that are unlikely or unsavory to what you would do. Majority of the time, people of God, God is going to call us to come get something when it's outside of the realm of what we're comfortable with. So if you're expecting God to come by your door, ring the bell, Savior of the universe, got a package for you. Tell somebody, it's not coming like that. she stepped out on faith she crawled no doubt she was getting stepped on no doubt she was getting cuts you know these these are cobblestone streets there ain't no smooth sidewalk like what we got she was actually probably causing more damage to her body than it was the issue that she had and she reached out and just said wait a minute who touched me The disciples said, Jesus, what are you talking about? There are throngs and throngs of people. There are multitudes around you. No, 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 no. He said, this touch drew some virtue out of me. Everybody's claiming to love Jesus. Everybody's claiming to be, oh, I love him. I love God. Everybody's claiming. But few people are touching him to the point that virtue comes out of him. She had a spirit of urgency. She realized that this may be my only chance. I've exhausted all my money. I've went to every doctor and specialist and I'm only growing worse. But I'm hearing that Jesus of Nazareth is passing by. And so I cannot waste this opportunity. If if he doesn't heal me, I might as well be dead anyway. So I'm going to crawl out there and I'm going to take the choice. But I'm going to exercise my urgency. I want you to write this down. Opportunities of a lifetime must be taken in the lifetime of the opportunity. Opportunities of a lifetime. They must be seized in the lifetime of the opportunity. I look at it like this. Y'all ever seen seen the sci-fi movies where they they go through this portal and you end up going to this other universe? (laughs) You walk through and and the portal is open and you can see to the other side where the the person on the other side says, hey, you got to get there before the portal closes up. I believe that there is an open heaven of favor over God's people. And I believe that when God has commanded a blessing over your life, you must seize and exploit. See, that's a word that people in the Christian in Christian vernacular that people don't like to use because usually it's used for evil purposes. But God said, you need to exploit my special window of favor. While favor is raining, that's why we talked about last week, while favor is raining, you need to ask for more rain. Tell somebody, exploit. That means to take advantage of the season of favor. While favor is falling, while you have the favor of God, you need to exploit. You need to wring every ounce of juice. Out of your moments of favor that you can. Tell somebody, seize it. You must seize the moment. Seize the opportunity in the lifetime of that opportunity. Tell somebody make a demand. Make a demand. The Word of God wants to make us make a demand on His Spirit. I've got two accounts that I want to share with you. Matthew the fifteenth chapter. I'm going to be reading out of NIV, but you found it. God bless you. Leaving that place, this is the twenty-first verse. Jesus withdrew to the region of Tyre and Sidon. A Canaanite woman from the from that vicinity came to him, crying out, "Say, Lord, Son of David, have mercy on me. My daughter is demon possessed and suffering terribly." Jesus did not answer a word, so his disciples came to him and urged him, Send her away, for she keeps crying out after us. He, meaning Jesus, said, I was sent only to the lost sheep of Israel. The woman came and knelt before him, saying, Lord, please help me. He replied, it is not right to take the children's bread, meaning what belongs to the children of Israel, and toss it to the dogs. She said, yes, Lord, she said, even the, but even the dogs eat crumbs that fall from the master's table. I'm going to stop right there. This is a Canaanite woman this was a tribe of people that were adversaries of the israelites but she knew in her spirit that where all the canaanite priests and all those things didn't do it jesus was passing by and even though he's from a different tribe there was something in him i need to fulfill what i need in my life this is what making a demand and being persistent and having a spirit of urgency she knew she didn't qualify. And let me speak to you people of God. How many know, and can truly be honest? We in church, if we can't be honest here, where can we be? How many know the thing that God has called you to do, you don't qualify for? <laughs> this tells about, I don't qualify. Say, but Jesus made me justify. Oh God, I thank See, I may be unqualified, but Jesus through his blood and his sacrifice has made me justified. And this woman knew when she came to Jesus, there was a high probability that he was going to reject her request because she was not in the bloodline that even qualified for the miracle she was asking for. And Jesus told her, he said, look, the the miracles I perform are for the sheep of Israel. She said, nevertheless, I'm still going to ask you. I, I realize and know that you are the living word. Even though I don't qualify by blood on this side. Lord, this is God. I thank you. This is what she did. She exercised her faith. And, y'all, this, and this is what I want you to lean in and listen carefully. Your faith can make a demand on time. Oh, I thank you, Father. It doesn't matter. Faith can make a demand on time. I'm going to make it live, and I'm going to explain it to you. Even though she did not qualify for the blessing of healing because she did not qualify in her natural bloodline, what she did, she made a demand on Jesus, said that may be true, but even the dogs get the crumbs from the table. And Jesus said, woman, I have not seen so great a faith in this, even in the house of Israel. He said, today, your faith has made your daughter healed. That's wonderful, but here's the real miracle of it. Even though she did not qualify in her natural bloodline, she reached into the future with her faith and she brought the healing and compassion of Jesus into her now. Can I tell you something, people of God? You can pull something. All of us got healed in celestial bodies over in eternity. But what Jesus said in the Lord's Prayer, he said, let thy will be done on earth. Touch yourself and tell somebody, I'm earth. If you don't believe it, take a bath tonight. You ain't going to see nothing but dirt around that tub. Tell somebody, I'm earth. Let it be done in earth as it is in heaven. What you can do if your kidneys are bad, if your heart valves are bad, what you can do, people of God, through the force of faith, you can reach into the future and get you a new organ, get you a new kidney, get you a new digestive system, and put it into the now. Oh, Pastor tell you must be talking crazy. I am. Because a man's mind can't comprehend spiritual things. What this woman did, she did not qualify by her natural blood. But she went beyond the cross. And she pulled the miracle of healing that would then qualify for the Gentile. And she pulled it in. Oh, my God. I wish somebody would get it. Whoa. Sister Heather, I'm going to change this quote. I'm going to give it. Tell somebody it's not about position. It's about perception. I had it another way. It's not about position. It's about perception. She realized that she was not positioned to qualify. But but she perceived that he was the Messiah. And because of her faith and his ability, she reached forward beyond the cross. And through the force of faith, she pulled healing for her daughter into her now. Can I tell you something, people of God? You can pull whatever you need out of the future and make a demand on it and pull it into your now want you to listen to me you can pull it into your now you can pull it into your now if you have an urgent spirit she had an unrelenting spirit you can call me a dog all you want to jesus but i need what you have and so you can insult me you can curse me you can call me a dog but i am not leaving until i get and so the force of faith accelerated time it went beyond the cross and brought her to where she qualified for healing. Everybody's standing. I'm going to tell you one more thing and then we're going to get out of here. Somebody lift your hands and begin to worship the Lord for the force of faith that's in this room. Come on, begin to worship the Lord. Come on, begin to worship Him. Come on, begin to worship Him that the force of faith is in operation. Come on, for whatever you need. Come on, because you have a sense of urgency. You have a sense of purpose. You have an understanding that the force of faith is about to get in operation. It's about to put you in places. It's about to put you in scenarios that you feel like you are unqualified. But God said, yeah, you may be unqualified, but I have justified you to put you in the position that I've called you to the force of faith if you exercise if you be unrelenting if you have a spirit of urgency if you, if, you, if you rely on your perception rather than your position God said you can qualify for what you are. we were once unqualified for somebody begin to worship him in this room I'm going to share one last thing with you come on continue to worship him Lord we thank you Lord the force of faith the force of faith is in operation in our lives right now we thank you right now that the force of faith, the force of faith, God, the force of faith is in operation in our lives. Even now, God, we thank you. We proclaim it, God, that it, is, it will reside in our valleys, God. It will come out of our mouths like a mighty Russian river, God. We thank you that the force of faith is in operation. Thank you, Lord, that we have confidence in the abilities and the giftings. And the strength that we that you have called us to, God, we're not going to try to be like other people. We're not going to try to measure up to the Joneses or whoever else, God. We are going to function and flow in the way that you have created us. Here's the last thing I want to share with you. First miracle that Jesus was performed, that He performed, was at a marriage feast. That's why the devil goes after marriage so hard. That Jesus is the bridegroom, and the church is His bride. And the first miracle He performed was at a wedding. And the wedding, the master of the feast. He said, oh my goodness, we've ran out of wine. What are we going to do? And Mary, the mother of Jesus, caught wind of it. And she called Jesus, said, Jesus, come here. We got a problem. The master of the feast said they ran out of wine. This is going to be a disaster. It's all going to be for nothing. And Jesus told his mama, his mama now, he said, my time hadn't come yet, mama. It's not time yet. It's not time for me to manifest myself. It's not time for me to show people who I really am. That's the secret between me and you and, and my daddy Joseph. Nobody knows it. Nobody knows it. Yeah, I was, talking to, I was teaching in the synagogue, but I haven't displayed my power yet. I've displayed my knowledge, but I haven't yet displayed my power, mama. It's not time yet. She walked away and she ignored him. She ignored what Jesus said. Oh, that, see, that, that's just the fleshly Jesus talking. She told the disciples, whatever he says to do, do it. Because you know why? My demand that I put on him was done out of faith. Why? Because she had a revelation and confidence of knowing who he was. See Jesus, you're not going to tell me it's time. An angel came to tell, tell me I was favored among women to carry the Holy Spirit. I gave birth to you. When you didn't know your name, I knew your nature. And so, me being the person who gave birth to you, I know it's time for you to be launched. Can I tell you something, people of God? God knows it's time for you to be launched. And you've been telling him it's not time yet. It's not time yet. But God said the force of faith is about to push you in the back. And you're about to you're about to speak like you've never spoken you're about to sing like you've never sung you're about to move like you've never moved all because it's time for the sons of God to be revealed the earth has been groaning waiting for the manifestation of the sons of God that's the reason this world is going crazy it's moaning, it's groaning it's in turmoil because it's waiting for you to show up possible if you simply had confidence not arrogance but if you simply had confidence that I am the answer for everything that is that surrounds me and attached to me do you realize that we could change this world Jesus turned the world upside down with 12 disciples of which one of them was a traitor look at the people in this room look around We can turn this whole state upside down. Tell somebody, if you only believed. If you only believed. If you only believed and had confidence. You can't use your faith with it unless you have confidence in it. But this is what happened, y'all. And this is the last thing I want to leave with you. Jesus told us to fill fill the barrels with water. Bring them by over to me to bless. Oh, thank you, Father. Two things took place. A transformation and then acceleration took place. All because Mother Mary made a demand. She said, Jesus, this is urgent. Touch somebody and say, this is urgent. Come on, tell about three people around you, tell them this is, this is urgent. The status of your family, the way your children are acting, tell somebody, this is urgent. This is urgent. The diagnosis that the doctor gave you, tell somebody, this is urgent. This is urgent. The hell that is, that is pervasive all in the streets and all in our children and all in this generation, somebody shout, this is urgent. This is urgent. Destiny can't wait any longer. It's time for you to manifest. It's time for you to show up. It's time for you to declare what thus saith the Lord. It's time for you to speak those things that are not as though they were. Tell somebody, it's time. It's time. This is what Jesus did. He blessed the water. And first of all, it was pure water and it transformed into wine. Tell somebody, transformation. The minute Jesus accepted, you know what? This is my time. Faith has forced me into my moment. And the minute that Jesus accepted, he functioned in his purpose. Transformation took place. Can I tell you something, people of God? The minute you accept who you are, and the minute you respond to your moment of urgency, The things that you have been praying for, the things that you have been seeking God for, the things that you have had your prayer list and had your prayer partner praying for decades, it is about to transform. But it won't happen until you accept. And you have confidence in the fact that, yes, I have confidence. And when I express confidence in it, then I can use my faith with it. And faith is gonna cause a transformation to take place. And not only did it turn to this regular wine, it wasn't no cheap Booms Farm wine. It wasn't no Mad Dog 2020 liquor. They took the wine to the master of the feast and he accused them, why were y'all holding out? Y'all saved the best wine for the last. See, the reason they did that they gave them the strong alcohol at first so by the time they got drunk they don't know the difference between the weak stuff and the strong stuff but he said y'all been holding out on me y'all say the best wine for the last cannot tell you something people of God not only when you accept what God has called you to be not only will transformation take place but divide acceleration will take place See, it wasn't enough for Jesus to turn it into wine. Do you not know for, for a wine to be as aged and fine as it can be, it takes time. Tell about the time. So not only did Jesus transform it, he accelerated what he created through transformation. What does that mean? The things that you've been waiting on, the debt that you've been trying to chip away at, The reconciliation that you've been asking for with your family and with your husband, God said, when you step into the realm of where I called you with full confidence, God said, I'm going to press, I'm going to press fast forward and I'm going to accelerate what you've been asking for. Touch everybody around you, tell them acceleration is coming. Tell them acceleration is coming. He transformed the water into wine, but he didn't stop there. He accelerated the aging process and made it the finest wine that you could taste. God is giving you, and I'm telling y'all, it's not about time. That's the reason some new babes in Christ, they can flow in miracles sometimes better than people who've been saved 30 and 40 years because we've got all this mildew caked up in our spirits and we've nullified our faith. But a baby, you know how children, we can have a child stand up here and I can tell them to jump off and they are gonna have faith that I'm gonna catch them because they haven't experienced the hurt of falling. And that's the reason God said, unless you come unto me as these children, with childlike faith that I don't know how you're going to do it I just know Father God that you are going to provide because you put this yearning in my spirit in the first place and you would not call me to anything that you not have already provided the way even though I can't perceive and see the way when I step out, somebody lift your leg. Y'all got a little room in my house, don't you? Step out. God said, when you step out, you won't fall on air. God said, I'm going to catch you. I'm going to uphold you with the strength of my right hand. God said when you step out, when you start the business, when you start the consulting firm, when you step out and do it, when you ask for the job, when you ask for the promotion, when you put the application in, when you do it, people of God. God said, I'm going to cause divine acceleration to take place. Tell somebody beside you, destiny can no longer wait. Come on, tell some people around you. Tell them that's and they can no longer wait. Can't wait any longer. It's time to put up a shut up. It's time to barbecue a mildew. Choose one. You can't wait in between two opinions. Either you're going gonna to love God or you're going to hate You can't serve two masses. It's time to buck up. Double-minded man is unstable in all his ways. It's time for you to accept God made you. Destiny is calling. Come on, hold hands with somebody. Look them in the face and tell them destiny is calling you. Come on, come on. Tell everybody around you. Tell them destiny is calling you. You can no longer wait. Destiny is calling you. Destiny is calling you. Come on, encourage them. Tell them you can do it. Tell them you can do it. Destiny's calling. Destiny's calling you. It can no longer wait. Last call. Last call. Last call. Last call. Last call. Destiny can no longer wait. It's time for you to step up. It's time for you to accept. To accept who God made you. It's time for you to step out. If God calls you to preach. It's time to step out. If God calls you to prophesy. God God said, I need you to step out. If God called you to heal the sick. If God called you. If he called you. It's time to step out. Willing to pour out grace in abundance, but you got to accept it. Everybody, holding somebody's hand, Father God, we thank you, Lord, that this message has found us today. We thank you, Lord, that we realize that destiny can no longer wait. Lord, you're making a demand on what you know is in us. You wouldn't have demanded it if you didn't know that we were already equipped to do it. So, Lord, we thank you, Lord, that spirits of timidity and the spirits of fear and the spirits of apprehension leave the minds and the hearts of people, God, this moment. We call them pillars in the kingdom of God, we call them giants and the warriors in the kingdom of God. I pray over every dream. I pray over every vision. I pray over everything that people have ever written down on the NACM, God. Every dream that you've ever given them in the mid hour, hour, God. And Lord, I command dreams to live again. What well, people have, Lord the boss, and God, it's okay if you don't heal me. It's okay if you don't do this, God. Lord, I'm so thankful for what you already done. But God, You wouldn't have spoken it to us, God, if you didn't intend to use us, God. We thank you, Lord, that the window is not closed. It is still yet open. The fact that we are hearers of this word today, God, we believe and receive the fact that, Lord, that our window is still open, God, for us to exploit the window of favor that you have given us, God because destiny is calling god destiny is calling god and we're going to pick up the phone and we will answer somebody say lord i will answer when destiny calls i will answer when my destiny calls i'll be ready for my moment i'm going to seize my moment come on come on speak to the lord come on say your own prayer make your own declaration in this house say god come on begin to talk to him begin to talk to him for yourself Come on, say, God, I will answer the call. I will answer the call. I will answer the call. I will step up to the plate. I will do what you called me to do. I will run no further, God, but I will answer the call. Because destiny can wait no longer. I don't want it to be said, God, that you would have used me if I had only yielded Said that I disappointed you because I was too afraid to step out on faith but today God we respond to the call of destiny today we respond to it we respond to it we are walking toward the call of destiny God said can you hear my call of destiny just walk to it walk to it walk to it Walk to it don't be afraid I'm here to bless you I'm here to use you I'm here to elevate you I'm here to use you at my age God yes at your age with my messed up past yes with your messed up past yes yes with your babies out of wedlock, yes he wants to use you with your history of drug use and prostitution yes he wants to use you he wants to use you He wants to use you. He wants to make you a magnificent creation of His beauty. He wants you you to be a testament of what He can do when you are yielded in the hands of the Master. God, we pray over every dream, every vision, every person in this house. We pray that babies are beginning to leap again. That visions are coming into focus. That dreams have clarity right now. But Lord, what you called us to do is a great, magnificent word. God, we are fit. We are able. And we are willing to do what you called us to do. Now devil, we we, we fail not to. Be cognizant of the fact that you are just outside of these doors. You are waiting to come to us. The word of God says that you come immediately to steal, kill, and to destroy, and to confuse. We bind you up. We cast you out of our minds. And every wicked thought that you bring against us that exalts itself against the knowledge of God, we are going to cast down and throw it away. Everything that is against what God has promised for our lives, we reject it and we will not let it seep into our hearts. God, we thank you, Lord, that we are just at the shore's edge of a deep thing that you're about to do through us, God. Lord, build us up in our most holy faith. Keep our confidence higher than it's ever been. Not only in you, but in what you have put inside of us. God, we bless you. We love you. It's in Jesus' name that we pray. Amen. 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 Come on, put your hands together and confess to somebody. Tell somebody I'm answering destiny's call. Tell somebody I'm going to answer destiny's call. Come on, tell somebody I'm going to answer destiny's call. Ask somebody, do you? Tell somebody, do you hear the call?